Hello, we're back again. It's our post-revolution podcast. This is Jeremy. This is the Dark Match. Got Matt over there on the East Coast. Hello, hello. And uh, let's just get right into it. Oh, uh, by the way, this uh, this podcast is on a timer and will explode at the end of the uh, end of the episode. I have zero fear at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. You actually just pretty much watched the show today, maybe a little bit yesterday, but uh, you watched the bulk of it today, I would say, right? Yeah, the, the majority of it. So did you manage to stay spoiler, spoiler free? Um, for the most part, um, I, I, I did notice uh, Google uh, sort of ruined the, the Christian thing. Um, but I mean, it, that was that was sort of. I kind of saw that one coming. Um yeah, that, I think that was the best case scenario. I, I, I'm not disappointed with it. I'm not like, I mean, the best case scenario was Robocop or Captain Insano, but we didn't get that. Uh, that So it's a, uh, wh- who did we, do you remember who we kind of suggested last week? Uh, Triple H was the big one. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Actually, actually, boldly just outright said that it was fact. Um, <laughs> RVD was, was one of the better guesses. Um, I, I don't remember. Um, beyond that, there's hell. I don't know who who is and isn't a free yeah. agent. Yeah, uh, it'd be interesting to see what's going on. Apparently, their interview just dropped today with uh, Renee Paquette. Uh, that Christian, like they hadn't actually agreed to a contract by the time that. Uh, Paul White made that proclamation that he knew about a signing before everyone else. He's just like, I mean, I was getting along with Tony Khan, but like I hadn't actually signed. So that was a, a little bit of a gamble on uh, AEW's part, um, but it, it did pay off. So that so that worked out. And it doesn't seem like people are upset about it. Like they're, it's not like I don't know. I think people are a little bummed out when it was Brian Cage. Brian Cage is great, but that uh, I think it was All Out. Maybe it was full gear, yeah. but they had that that other ladder match um people are a little bummed out that it was just brian cage but brian cage is good but he hasn't um done a whole lot but but yeah but so what did you feel about the pay-per-view overall um i it, it wasn't bad um it, it wasn't their their best show um it's probably going to be hard uh what was it full gear two yeah. years ago the the other omega moxley match um yeah i thought i thought all all in all that the the full gear match was a better omega moxley showing um i i, I think i went into this this exploding barbed wire death match a little nervous uh even after you told me it wasn't so bad um and then when i saw that like the explosions literally like shot towards, I was, I was actually more fearful for Billy Gunn uh, through the <laughs> whole thing that he was going to explode. <laughs> yeah. You know, cause they, they didn't point into the ring at all. They, they all shot out towards the, the, uh, the padding on the floor there. Yeah. Um, and they kept zooming in on the barbed wire. So it, it, it calmed me down a little bit cause you could see that it was, it was flattened off on the ends. It wasn't, you know, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously I mean, they, they were getting in there and, you know, blading a little bit with it, but. And it was like when they did those couple spots, specifically those spots in the, in the corners, 
they were trying trying to like get themselves out of the like you know attached to their to their clothing. But I mean, even flattened off, it still it will still yeah. would snag you. So um, no, yeah. So I'm uh, I you know. I feel like I would have rated this pay-per-view higher overall if it just wasn't for that dud ending. Like, I think the story that they were trying to tell, if the explosion actually had happened as planned with with Kingston coming coming to save, you know, you know, kind of burying the hatchet and saving his friend. I mean, there's ways to to salvage it, but it's just it's just kind of lame that, um, you know, the story that they're going with now is is that you know, Omega just made a shitty ring, but then that leaves like, wh- why did Eddie pass out? Which is the, which is this to the, the silly thing. And it makes him look like a chump and, and Eddie's not a chump, but that's how he looks like. He's being kind of hung out to dry a little bit, which is a shame. Yeah. I mean, the I, guy's I, a promo machine. I, I, I applaud the uh, commitment to the bit. Um, but yeah. yeah, when they slid in there, they should have like whispered to him that it it didn't work. Please don't yeah. oversell this because it just yeah. made it look that much worse. Um, yeah, I mean, at one point, um, I may have just had the TV turn way too loud, but you could hear people in the audience yelling that they wanted a refund. <laughs> like, oh wow! <laughs> I definitely uh, heard booze. I didn't hear. Yeah. I, I didn't. I don't know about the other uh, the refund part, but yeah, it was. It was, uh, uh, aren't you glad you didn't drive down? Yeah, uh, uh, I, I am. Um, I think I, aside from the, the, the botched explosion, um, felt a little let down, uh, the tag match, um, not really getting to see Chuck and Orange Cassidy have the, yeah. have the showdown with Miro. Um, cause I, you know, I, I like watching Orange Cassidy work and, was kind of interested to see what he did across from Miro in a, in a bigger spot. Um, all, all the other matches were, I mean, they were all good. Um, highlight of the show, those fucking entrances for the street fight were epic. Oh yeah. <laughs> the match itself was, I mean, the, the presentation on that was fantastic. Um, really that, it made me like yearn for those old school boiler room matches um, yeah. that you just don't get anymore. But seriously, those entrances were other level. Like they, yeah. they definitely stepped that up and uh, it, it would, it, they did everything they could with that to make, to make Sting look like a million bucks and protect the living hell out of him. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I, I'm just thinking like, man, I hope, I hope somehow that's like a, um, a alternate attire for uh, for Sting um, in in whatever AEW video game we're gonna get, um, and also I think it'd be awesome if that warehouse uh, was a uh, was like a arena that you could play, and that would be pretty badass. Um, but you know, we'll have to see on that. It's probably like a good two years out before we actually get the game, but um, it'll be exciting. I mean, in this in the in the world of pandemic wrestling. I truthfully wouldn't be upset if if they moved one of the dark shows into that warehouse. I think it would give it like yeah. an edgy vibe. Um, yeah, that would be kind of badass. Um, but yeah, I that the the street fight. I was I, I didn't know how they would handle it, um, but it, it definitely was was the highlight of the entire show. Yeah, and I don't know. I actually watched Dark last week, and I don't know if it's if there's actually crowds there, if they were just being really silent, 
but I feel like there's not actual crowds there. And even like the wrestler crowd is not very much. It's like I, I saw Brian Pillman Jr. on one side. It was just like him and like a lady who I couldn't even tell who it was. It might have just been a friend of Brian Pillman. Uh, and then like a couple heels on the other side. It was just like that was it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, for, for Dark, I think it's just the people that are brought in to work the show are in the audience, too. It's like a, yeah. a keep it light safety measure sort of thing. Yeah. So in that case, like, yeah, you're not getting the benefit of the fans anyway. So let, let's let's do it in a cool ass warehouse. Yeah, so, I mean, it, yeah. it's it's everything they tried to do with Raw Underground and failed miserably and gave up on it. I, I think it would it would give it some edge and. Uh, it, it, at least it's a, a slightly different presentation. Um, I think for for me, the highlight of the show is probably Scorpio Sky uh, almost dying several times, but still like managed to get the uh, sonic ring at the end, <laughs> the literal brass ring uh, that Cody. <laughs> I, I at least give Cody this. He said they're they're literally going to be reaching for the uh, brass ring. And he wasn't one of these people that was using literally incorrectly. Uh, it was literally a comically large brass ring. No, it, it was a, it was a, it was a damn hemorrhoid pillow. Um, <laughs> it, it was absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, I, as as much as I, I felt like like Lance Archer kind of needed some kind of direction, um, Scorpio Sky, he deserved that. Uh, and I'm I'm excited to see if they actually let him. Well, after after the street fight, it it wouldn't be unreasonable for let them to let him beat Darby, because um, he's got a he's got to sell the injuries, but uh, yeah, but yeah, I think I think that was the right call. Um, I mean, short of letting like Ethan Page come in and and take it night one, um, but but Scorpio was was definitely the right call there. I'm I'm kind of wondering if in a weird way. And maybe Scorpio is trying to be like a tweener or something like that. But it, like on Twitter today, he kind of posted a picture of him holding that uh, Sonic ring. And he, he tweeted, I deserve it. And he was being a little kind of braggy on commentary on Dynamite last week. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of wondering where they're going with that. Are they are they leaning into that? So, you know, Darby's the baby face and, and they're kind of doing that. Um but obviously not maintain turning Scorpio heel. It's just maybe he's just bragging a little bit about it. I mean, it, it, I it's know. it's kind of got a, a just an SCU vibe to it, though. Yeah. Um, I mean, Christopher Daniels was always this. I mean, this is the worst town I've ever been in. Like it, and you still get a pop. Like you, you get cheered even though you're shitting on. The, it's it's every Elias song ever. Um, yeah. So. Unless you're in LA and then they don't actually do that. They actually like being there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, I, I thought the, the women in, in general uh, did a, did a fantastic job. Uh, I, I really liked the, the buy-in match um, with uh, Britt Baker and Maki Ito and uh, um, Riho and uh, Thunder Rosa. I thought that was pretty strong. Um, and, uh, although I'm a little disappointed that, uh, Maki Ito did not, uh, greet everyone, uh, like she normally does, but, and yeah, we're on pay-per-view. It doesn't matter if she comes out and says, hello, motherfuckers. Um, but I guess, I guess they want to keep it somewhat family friendly. I mean, so. I, I think I got up to like five on the JR goddamn count. So <laughs> <laughs> I think we were okay to drop one motherfucker. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, I'm 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 with you. The the women did did have a great showing. That buy-in match, they gave them a ton of time to work too. So that was that was nice yeah. to see. Um, and I, you know, it it's it's something that gets gets done a lot. The whole like refs backs turn and you get hit with with something from the outside. But like the way they worked into it right there at the ending for the crutch to come yeah. up with thunder it was like perfect. Um, they didn't yeah. they didn't miss a beat. Um, like I, I, that was that was probably, probably I'd put it right behind the street fight for me um, in terms of enjoying it. Um, and I, I'll put I'm going to put this out there, even though it's going to be like the least popular thing that's ever been said on a wrestling <laughs> podcast. Um, I don't find Rio terribly interesting. Uh, there, it's it's out there for everybody to hear. I'm just, I, I mean, I'm sure she's, she's great. And it, in the right matches, she can shine like she did in that, in that tag match. Um, but yeah, she was, she was entertaining throughout that tag match. And I, it, it was, it's, it's the Bobby Lashley effect. You find like the right pairing and I, you put her next to Thunder Rosa and I'm going to love it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it too, is interesting too. Like I, with, with Riho, I feel like, she is much more impressive in person. Those matches are somehow more in person, impressive in person, person. And I feel like it's not translating it to T to TV very well. Um, and just, just in case in point, um, one of Billy Gunn's son, sons took over the, um, the, uh, excuse all the train noise. I live next to a train track. Um, uh, Bill, one of Billy Gunn's sons, I think it was Austin, was took over their their Instagram um, stories, and I actually watched some of the clips of Riho um, from a few weeks ago uh, from the tournament. And from his angle, from ringside, it looked great and looked super impressive and stuff like. I watched the same match on TV, and a lot of people love it, and I'm not not discounting it. It just for for me somehow it's not connecting between the TV and me sitting here, but watching. Austin Gunn's perspective of it actually did translate. So I don't know what's, I don't know what's happening psychologically there between me and, and watching Riho, but um, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. <laughs> There's something about it. The intensity is not there. Like I get, I think then that's the thing. Like she, she does impressive stuff and I think she's, she's really good, but like uh, the intensity of someone like uh, Shida uh, Ryu Mizunami, like all these other people, I feel like that comes through the television better than Riho does. But you know, we'll see. It, I mean, and it, it could just be that on TV she's like itty bitty. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter who she's standing next to. She's like she doesn't she doesn't stand over the the top rope. Um, so it, it's just less imposing, maybe. Um, I, I don't know and what maybe, it is, but and maybe because I haven't seen the match of twelve-year-old Riho versus Kenny Omega, <laughs> maybe that's maybe I don't really understand the full uh, impressiveness of that. Um, but she's, she's something like twenty-three, and she's like, and and uh, I think Excalibur said she's a fifteen-year veteran, and she's like, she's been wrestling since she's eight years old. So yeah, and that's uh pretty nuts. Um, so what? I guess what was your least least favorite? If we took away the barbed wire stuff, uh, what what was your least favorite part of the part of the show? I mean, it, it had to be kind of the, you know, the the non match tag match. 
Um, yeah, every, everything else pretty... was was pretty solid. Um, the, I mean the 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 Bucks and uh, MJF and Jericho. I mean they worked a, a good tag match. Um, it it didn't have a ton of of the Wardlow involvement, which I was worried about. Um, it got just enough that it didn't it didn't become too much. Um, trying to think what else was what else there was. The ladder match. Yeah, the ladder match. I mean, there were a ton of spots in that match where I thought somebody got hurt in that ladder match. Um, yeah, I mean, Cody just sells it, but um, everybody else looked like they were taking some really gnarly hits. Um, so yeah, I mean, that all in all, the 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 entire show was solid outside of that that tag match that I didn't actually get and um, the uh, the the explosion. Uh, Eddie Kingston, Eddie Kingston dying from a sparkler. <laughs> oh man! I, got some, I, I mean, I, I, I got some real Joe Dirt vibes at the uh, at the end of that pay per view. <laughs> Snakes and sparklers—they're the only ones I like. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I'm I'm really interested. I'm I'm less interested in in to hear what Kenny says in regards to how they sell that I really want to see Eddie on a mic explain what happens because I think he can he can bring it back around um but he's got a hell of a job in front of him like uh it did not make him look good and uh it knocked him down a couple pegs pegs and I think it really does need to to get um I feel like almost tomorrow night they're going to just blow up the ring uh, for real like they're going to do it, do it right this time. Um, they're they're going to accidentally, just accidentally demolish Daly's place. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking a giant the, hole in the side of what century link is where the Jags yeah. play. I think. Yeah. Just a giant hole in the side of the building when they're done. <laughs> uh, man, they, what they should, what they should have done is just like cut to a pre-recorded thing, like where they just showed a like aerial view of Daly's place, where just like they superimposed an explosion on it, uh, just just to play it anyway. And then maybe the people in the live crowd were privy to the real thing that happened, but uh, that's what they should have done. Um, but yeah, that's that's the thing. What I'm most excited about about Dynamite tomorrow is I, I want to hear from Eddie. I want to know what went wrong i think they can still salvage this but it's it's gonna it's a hell of a lot of work if then it would have been if i mean if 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 it exploded i think it's a great story but if it it didn't so that's where we're at yeah which sucks um i i'm i'm excited to actually uh get a promo from captain charisma um so that that, yeah there's there's two promos it's it's weird to you know the the big the big bitch about watching uh, raw is that it's it's 95% promos and then you get like two matches that may or may not get cut out of the Hulu edit um, but it, it, for a wrestling show where you, you go into it saying the things I'm most excited about are two promos <laughs> so that's, that's just how good Eddie Kingston is yeah I, so I'm thinking one of the big surprises for me for Revolution is is um, nothing from Sammy Guevara. I, I kind of thought he would pop up somehow, some way, um, but but nothing. He's just kind of laying low. Um, I'm, I'm starting I, to think they may have shelved him after that impact fiasco. Yeah, I mean, 
maybe, but um, and, or maybe they're just doing one of these things where like, hey, everybody, let's forget about him. Um, and then that the when he does pop back up to cost something for, I, I'm guessing Jericho or MJF, unless this whole war council thing tomorrow is really just secretly MJF and, uh, and a Sammy have actually been working together and they're actually, it's just a whole big long con to get, uh, kick Jericho out of the inner circle. Um, that that could be fun, but who knows if what that's actually going to happen? Maybe he shows up tomorrow. That that makes the most logical sense, but who knows what they've got in store? Um, but yeah, um, we've got tomorrow. We've got two big announcements from NXT. Um, speaking of promos, we got Re- Regal coming out to to say something. Um, but I think it sounds like the rumors on the street is we're going to get um, a two day mania is not enough. We need a two-day NXT takeover too, uh, before before Mania, and um, I'm not entirely sure why we need two days, but I'm at least hoping that's shorter. So, so yeah. I mean, I I again, I I don't understand why NXT just isn't part of WrestleMania if it's going to be two yeah. nights and ninety-two hours long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Um, we got that. And then, oh, the other uh, uh, rumored announcement is the fact that it's going to move to Tuesdays, um, do, you know, because of Hockey Night in Canada uh, on USA. So, I mean, you know, I don't think those are revolutionary things. But I, one thing I will enjoy is the fact that I'll actually be able to watch NXT and Dynamite and not feel like I have to miss one or the other. Uh, because honestly, if I'm not watching it live, I probably I rarely go back and watch it. I know you watch most of your stuff like afterwards, but with, if I'm not watching dynamite live, I just, I tend to not see it at all. So, yeah, I mean, I, um, between USA and TNT, I can't, I can't give that much of my life to commercials. Uh, <laughs> USA, a, a three hour raw is an hour and 10 minutes of commercials on the damn USA network. Um, so yeah, oh, man. I, I wait for the Hulu cut, even if it costs me a ricochet match most weeks. I'm gonna wait for the Hulu cut just to save myself the damn commercial breaks. Do you do you know the Nugenics guy, the the NFL um, guy that's always pitching that Nugenics thing? Is it? Is there a new one? I, I Frank, Frank Thomas some, did it for Frank, a while. Frank Thomas. So yeah, that was one of my player. favorite. Uh, one of my favorite. <laughs> Sorry, uh, one of my favorite um, rumors about who they who AEW signed was uh, they signed Frank Thomas uh, just because he's on every single commercial break on Dynamite. Um, every, every time they go to pitcher and pitcher, it's like it's always that that and State Farm. Um, and it just drives me nuts. Uh, well, I, but I, I watch it on the uh, the TNT app, so I don't get those. Generally, I get the commercial breaks have seven different ads in them. And normally it's a car ad and then a, an ad for Snowpiercer, and then the same car ad and then a different ad for Snowpiercer. <laughs> and it does that during commercial breaks throughout the entire dynamite broadcast. I don't even get picture in picture from the app. Like it oh, shows, right, yeah. it shows me some of it, but yeah, when I get the, the commercial breaks, it's it's like Hulu used to be, where it's literally just two ads played over and over and over and over. Oh. Man, well, at least I don't know if you ever tried watching um, 
Ring of Honor or anything like that. Those are the weirdest and saddest commercials that they they play during those broadcasts about like planning your final will and and uh, for some weird ass vitamins and all that stuff. It's it's real weird. Um, What would you expect for being on at one a.m. in the morning? Yeah, one a.m. on a Saturday like going into Sunday morning. So anybody that's watching that is probably in a pretty bad place. Just, just putting it out there, unless you're watching it on your DVR later in the week. If you're up at one o'clock and you think I need to turn on Peachtree TV in Atlanta to catch the ring of honor episode, you're probably like high or shit faced or something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so those so those call and talk to lonely singles ads are probably going to appeal to you. <laughs> oh man. So uh anything you're looking forward to NXT uh coming up? Uh Adam Cole Finn Balor, um Tony Storm finally getting a solo match for the title. Um which uh, at some point you gotta let somebody take that belt from EO. Otherwise you're just, you've just run out of women. Um, right. Uh, other than that, I, I think those were the only two matches that they announced. Um, yeah. I, you know, cause you speaking of EO, I, I feel like we're kind of getting to the same territory with, with Sheeta as well. Um, like who, who is the next reasonable challenger? Uh, I mean, I know you've got a bunch of women that they brought in for that tournament on the Jap- Japanese side, and you can you can just give them an opportunity at some point. But like, I mean, the one the person that won the the tournament is not challenged, uh, you know, lost her thing. So now you're you're talking about a second tier person who didn't didn't win for one reason or the other. So um, I don't know how good that work that works. So they've got some work to do there. Um, but it's been the strongest part of dynamite for the last few weeks as well. So um, I hope they've got something good. I mean, I'm excited for this six woman tag that they've got coming up, but that's, that's not, not for the title. So there is no title. So, so we'll have to see where they go from there. I mean, they're, they're um, essentially to get that belt off her. Now they're going to have to go to like a six woman ladder match or something. Um, yeah. At that that's the only logical way to use to use like the roster they've got since they've they've sort of built everybody as nobody's ready for Sheeta. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of like the, the NXT has done with EO what they did with Oscar, um, and hell, maybe EO will just have to give somebody the belt when she moves on to WrestleMania. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I it's it, it's kind of a consistent stream that that happens with women's wrestling they find like that one yeah. person that they just they let run all over everybody yeah oh oh you hear that music yeah i i think that means that we have one minute until this podcast explodes so any other further thoughts that you have uh no um i've uh, i don't really have anything um Bobby like, Lashley. review, subscribe. Yeah, like, like, review, subscribe. Uh, Bobby Lashley squashed the Miz again last night, but it, it makes <laughs> it made a little more sense last night than the first time. Um, yeah, I, that's pretty much it. All right. Well, um, yeah, we got Dynamite coming up. We have two nights of 
NXT TakeOver coming up at the beginning of April. Um, and then, yeah, I think this is going on for a little bit longer. <laughs> this is, this is um, fucking terrifying. I feel like I'm at the end yeah. of a Saw movie. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, game over. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, that's been the podcast for this week. We'll uh, we'll see you see you next week. Until then, enjoy your wrestling. <laughs>